we couldn't have had a better group of people to help us move. Like seriously, a, a better location, a better group, a better community than 43 North. We're not just blowing smoke. No, I was going to say, I'm not just blowing smoke here. It's really, is it, I really mean it. Welcome to the Latitude Podcast, where we dive deep into conversations with founders, funders, operators, and investors. We're 43 North, a startup accelerator based in Buffalo, New York, that invests $5 million per year in high growth companies. Since 2014, 43 North has grown its portfolio to over 60 companies with multiple exits. We're excited to bring you the perspective of a growing startup ecosystem through chats with founders and funders within our portfolio and across the globe. All right, welcome back to Latitude with 43 North. I am Justine Pelkowski. I'm the Senior Marketing Manager here, and I am super excited to introduce our guests. But before that, we have a little bit of housekeeping. We are on the hunt for five companies to each receive a $1 million investment and to join our exclusive cohort, which Al and Al are part of, and you will hear more about in just a little bit. Applications close on June 23rd, 2023, so it's a very limited time. You can apply and learn more at 43north.org. So now that that's out of the way, I am thrilled to introduce our guests today, the founders of Twipes, L and L. All the way here from London, England. All the way here from London. So L and L, you came here um, to join our year eight cohort, year eight, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, we're getting up there. I'm going track my years here. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, you want me to do this first? Okay. So my name's Elle or Eleanor McIntosh. I am the scientist for Twipe. So I'm the inventor of the product. We make wipes that break down in water in three hours and break down in landfill in seven days. My name is Al. Uh, full name is Al Bors Bazorgi. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Twipes. And I feel like you've done an amazing job for me and I have nothing left to say now. I can also tell you that he is fantastic. So he's exited with three other startups in the past. This is not his first rodeo on this. Okay. She's pretty good, right? Like, She's my professional hype man. She's on commission. <laughs> I love that. So why don't you start there? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your founder journey? It's definitely been an alternative journey. It's not a straightforward one. Um, as a young youth, as a young teenager, um, I started off joining as a skincare company that ended up being exiting with L'Oreal. So as a young teenager, I was, in, I was studying engineering at the time. And I was like, I don't need uni. I don't need college. I don't need any of this. I'm going to be rich with startups. I dropped out. Um, probably one of the worst decisions I could have made in my life. Figured out very quickly on that. I was like, sitting at home and doing nothing is not the life for me. Um, went back to uni. I ended up graduating age 27 from Dartmouth, but that's a whole different story. But I've just kind of been in startups my whole life since I was like 16. So I've always been definitely a do-it-yourself type of person of figuring things out. Awesome. How did, how did the two of you meet? Um, so we met in college, but I guess what would be the equivalent? What, what we call college is like senior year and junior year of your high school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we met a um, few few years ago now. We've known each other. Don't do not do it. Don't age me. Like we've, we've known each other for a while now. And um, we started the company sort of around eight years ago, but we have known each other for a lot longer than that. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter because I will age myself. That's <laughs> awesome. What inspired you to start Vibes? I hope whoever's listening or watching this has has ate already today, because if you haven't, this will ruin your appetite. Bearing in mind, we are a toilet wipes company, so this will definitely ruin your appetite. And now's the time to like pause the, pause, pause the video, go eat your meal, podcast, come back. <laughs> um, a very good friend yeah. of ours sat us down. We were, we were out for uh, breakfast or brunch? We were out for breakfast. And it was a very nice, very fancy restaurant, a French restaurant, um, like very well known. 
Um, I don't remember what I was having. I remember you were having an ex-Benedict. Yep. And we're about to tuck in. And a friend says to us, he goes, I've blocked my toilet three times this year. And I'm like, bro, it's February. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you eating? Yeah. So he, I still, I still get the flashback yeah. of that. Um, so he ended up telling us that as he came from Cyprus, he said in Cyprus, there's a bin next to the toilet and everything goes in that bin, toilet paper, all the things. So when he came over to the UK, he said, oh, I believe that you can flush everything. And plus the packet said flushable. So the whites on the front said flushable. It said, you can't flush them. He's like, yes, you can. I was like, no, you can't flip pack over in tiny writing at the bottom. It says, please do not flush regardless of what it says. But it'll say flush one at a time. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. Don't only flush one. So you're not clogging your pipes because they don't actually break down. So he was saying, actually, I've been using wet wipes since I moved to London. And this was 2015. So like uh, eight years ago. And he was like, Guys, I want to fund you. Can you can you develop something? And Elle's background, we should have mentioned your background. Well, my founder story was a bit different to yours. Um, tell us yours. I'm sorry, who's doing the interview? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, just please, this is just how we roll. This conversation, I love it. Um, keep going. So I'll finish the founder story a little bit, and then I'll tell you about me. Um, so he he said, I just want wipes on a roll. I just want wet wipes that come on a roll. I don't want to use toilet paper. I use a bidet at home in Cyprus. I don't want that. I said, well, you've got to, we've got to tackle this problem. So a bit about me. I did not drop out of school. My parents would have killed me. Um, I was hardcore science from the age of like nine. From the age of nine, I knew I wanted to be a scientist. I knew I wanted to be, in, funnily enough, in human science. I wanted to do human biology, genetics, any of that kind of stuff. And then... These two sat me down over breakfast and one of them told me they'd blocked their toilet three times that year. And I was like, ah, so materials, like <laughs> what an industry. Um, I was all about science. I graduated with biomed and then went back to school to do material and chemical science. Material and chemical was always a hobby. It was more of a, I'm, I really enjoy it because that just that's what you say about me. I'm reading medical and material journals at the same time for fun. So that says a lot about me and I was like I really enjoy it I'm gonna go study it so I went to study it and then you know talked about the story about us finding out about these wet wipes and I said I've got to do something about it I've always been super into the environment and super about saving the planet I was the one going through my my mother's recycling as a kid I was all, like in the garden I was like no we've got to grow our own food no we've got to do this no we've got to do that and my Caribbean parents I'm very conscious of the fact that anybody listening to this with no context has probably got this far and thought wow these two are crazy <laughs> honestly I do that with my husband too sometimes like he's probably going to kill me for saying this but I'll like go and like pick stuff out of the recycling bin I'm like you can't actually recycle exactly <laughs> exactly um no I mean I had Caribbean parents and both of them were like this is crazy. There's no need for all it. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going in there. So I've always been a bit obsessed with the environment. So for me to be able to put both my degrees to work and the fact that I've got this passion for the environment was the right thing for me. Never thought I'd be in toilets and wet wipes though. Eight years later, here we are in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> and here you are. So as a scientist, is there anything that you can give us and tell us a little bit about how the technology is different in wipes and why they break down? Yeah. So Ours is a combination of a biodegradable material and a unique binder. Now, I can't give away those secrets, but that's that's what our product is and that's how ours are different. So there's loads of wet wipes on the market that claim to be biodegradable. And there are a few on the wet wipe. Uh, there's a few on the market that claim to be flushable, but none of them are both. So there's a lot of 
wording around biodegradable. What does that mean? Is it compostable? Can it break down? What, how long does it take? And the same with flushable. Does it mean that you can flush it down the U-bend? Because that's what the legislation was before. I can flush my watch down the toilet and it goes down the U-bend. It's a flushable watch. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, that's the next business, flushable watches. Oh, yeah. You know, just t- flush your time down the toilet. Like, yeah, great. <laughs> the marketing campaign. That's, that's, a, that's a whole campaign right there. You can tell we, we do the marketing, you know. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the key thing is the next thing for us is to kind of take the set because we've had the wet wipes they've been launched in the uk since uh 2021 2022 ish and then we've just launched in america this past april thanks to the support of 43 north and the next step for us is kind of taking that tech and further adapting it to future products as well so kind of talking about um why not a concept of flushable baby diapers why not flushable feminine hygiene products the one that you love or you always talk about is dental floss. Yeah. So I didn't no, know I didn't know dental floss wasn't like biodegradable or flushable. You have to go out and really find it. Um, so that was one of the things we're thinking of doing. It's really pretty simple to do. You never would have thought about that. Diapers and feminine hygiene products on board. I have a little one at home. I every time we have to throw away a diaper, I cringe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting what you don't know are actually bi- biodegradable or flushable or anything like that's where my mind goes now. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. And even though Twipes are mainly for bathroom use, they have other uses as well. Yes, so you mentioned your little one. They are very good for children. They're good for makeup. They're good for pets. That's, a, that's, that's one the that, that's the one that we learned recently. Yeah, yeah, that's the one like people don't realize. They're like, oh, I wipe my dog's paws. I was like, I don't have a dog, so I don't even think about <laughs> that, you know. Or hiking, so you can take them on hikes. I mean, I hike a lot, so I do take them. Or when I'm going to a festival or something like that, because... Festival showers, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but festival showers are wet wipes and hope. <laughs> We're really selling ourselves to any potential employees that are like watching this podcast. They're like, I'm thinking of joining Twipes. They're going to listen to this. like, nope. Do I have to do any of this? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have Wipe to do it. to shower at a festival. Hey, we do get to go to a lot of festivals, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's true. Pros, pros. And you're going to be at a festival, right? Um, yes. In LA? Yes, we're doing um, an event called Pop Sugar Playground mm-hmm. on Friday, June 2nd in LA. That's super awesome. Super excited for that. Um, it's Cody Rigsby, who of Peloton fame is going to be there. Yep. A whole bunch of amazing uh, people are going to be there. We're super excited to show off Twipes to the audience. I'm so excited for you. That's going to be such a cool event. I wish I could be there. You can. <laughs> I can. I can. Uh, all you have to do is google pop sugar playground and you can find it for yourself yeah absolutely yeah and if you're going to be in LA or you want to fly out to LA um, so you're going to be the sponsoring wet wipe for pop sugar yes yes. so after Cody Rigsby's done his thing and done been as fabulous as he has been they're going to wipe themselves down twice and if anybody's done his workouts you will be very sweaty (laughs) will be oh my god I did one because I was like okay let's do some research let's do it and I did one I was like this is this is Yeah, it's so intense yeah well, so, you know, you mentioned that you came from London, you're traveling to L.A., but what brought you to Buffalo specifically? How did I know we already mentioned 43 North, you're part of our cohort, but how did that opportunity come about? I, I will say this. It's not what you expect because like we went into this with obviously being from London. We you know of the concept of Buffalo. You knew them from the Bills and the NFL, but like we didn't know much about Buffalo as a city. Shout out to the Bills coming to London. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? October 8th? Yeah. Sunday, October 8th in London. Um, but yeah, so we knew about kind of the concept of Buffalo. We didn't really know Buffalo. So coming here, like we just thought like, oh, it's New York, right? Yeah. It's like technically New York. But, Do you have uh, any idea where in New York? 
I'm going to be honest, like, no. <laughs> Most people in the US don't either. It's okay. <laughs> but like going into it now, it's it's been wild because like the whole process since then has been, it makes so much sense from so many perspectives. From a manufacturing perspective, it makes sense because there's so many facilities here you can use in Western New York. Like we're talking well over thousands of facilities that have been abandoned that are ripe for takeover from new businesses moving here all the way down to a huge uh, workforce, all the way down to even from a distribution perspective, like um, within 500 miles of Buffalo is 80% of the North American population, which is insane from a distribution <laughs> perspective. Like um, there's so many pros of it, but going into it, we kind of went in blind of being like, this seems really cool. This is a competition here that's like pushing the boundaries of what's possible in startups. So let's go for it. The and, other side is sort of the community yes. as well. This is something that we didn't know. So coming from London, as it's such a big city, you can be in the city completely surrounded by people, completely surrounded by everybody, you know, getting hit on the train as you're walking, walking to work and stuff. But you can feel so alone. You don't actually, it's sort of dog eat dog. Everyone's out to do what they want to do and do it well. And within there, you can find maybe communities of people who want to push you to succeed. But it seems like the entire city of Buffalo want you to win. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether you know them it doesn't matter whether you don't know them you know just to give you some context I was in a coffee shop today and I mentioned you know the accent gives it away pretty easily they go what the what are you doing in Buffalo and I mentioned it and they said oh my gosh I need to put you in touch with somebody because I know this and just knowing that you have that wherever you go and every single person wants to see you succeed is so so nice it's such a nice place to be. Yeah. It's a nice and one of the differences is too, when they say they're going to put you in touch with somebody, they actually do. Exactly. Exactly. They'll give you a phone number and email. Exactly. Like New York City and London are those two cities where you're faceless in the crowd. Mm -hmm. Like you can show up and just be wearing tracky bottoms. What, what do they call tracky bottoms? Sweatpants? Sweatpants. Sweat, you can be wearing sweatpants and nobody will know you. But in Buffalo, it seems like because everybody is kind of two degrees of separation mm -hmm. from each other. <laughs> Everybody is genuinely helpful because they all know each other. There's no fakeness about it. It's a bit of responsibility as well because, yeah. you know, if you say, oh, I'm going to put this person in touch with you and you don't, you can't just disappear into the night. Like, yes. chances are you go down Allen <laughs> and you will see them. You will but, hey, remember that time you were going to put me in touch? And they're like... <laughs> Absolutely. So how, when you first came here, what was your perception of the entrepreneurial ecosystem compared to London? Did you have your little inner community in London? Um, was it pretty similar in terms of how you were able to, you know, connect with other people, find mentors, find support, or was it completely different? Um, I think we were very fortunate. So we have been going through accelerated programs in the past. We've gone through communities in the past. So we know quite a lot of people. We're quite well connected, including like winning the Mayor's Award in 2017 and sort of the Diana Award. It put us in these little pockets and communities. I think if you were somebody who came from, came into London with a business and an idea, it could be harder if you don't know where you're looking, if you don't know where to look. I'm very fortunate because I came in, this is my first business. I had no idea. And luckily Al had like knew everything because he knew mm -hmm. how to do it. So it was, it was great for us, but it's different in Buffalo. I think if you have an idea and you have a business and you want to get that support, it's not as hard. The community is really strong. Um, there's different kind of businesses. What I've noticed in London, there's a wider variety of product-based businesses, whereas in Buffalo, there's a lot of tech-based businesses, which is, you know, normal, I suppose. I think there's a larger tech space anyway, anyway in the United States. 
So you mentioned that you launched recently in the U.S. So what kind of cultural differences or just differences in general between business in London versus business in the U.S. have you experienced? The the biggest one's the packaging, which surprised us the most. So for context, um, anybody who hasn't seen Twice before, the packaging is black and white. It's super white and it's all grayscale. I should actually show. Yeah, yeah. A lot of. So so this is the packaging here. So you can see it's it's black and white. It's super clean, super minimalist. We could have got a better package, but you know, we, we chose to go with an open pack because we're true to our products. We're going to show the real thing. We're going to show you a fake version. But um, so that's kind of what we do. But coming here to America, everybody was like, oh, because the, the, the context behind that is minimalist. It can look good in any bathroom, you know, something that's white, like super minimalist, not too much writing, not too much happening on the pack. It can look good in any bathroom. You can just put it there in the bathroom and it looks good. But um, everybody in America was like, whoa, where's the color? We're used to like our wet wipes having blue and greens and yellows and we're like yeah but then you why would you want a green and yellow packet sitting on top of your toilet like it just it doesn't match the rest of your bathroom it goes back to my grandmother that story i will never forget my grandmother had a whole pink bathroom Mm -hmm. like an entire pink bathroom the pink doilies the pink little toilet seat cover things the fluffy fluffy ones yep it was a lot it was a lot you know i mean i had a lot. And my grandfather brought back orange toilet paper by mistake. And my grandmother was like, all right, go back to the shop, change it. It's either white or pink. I don't want, why, why have I got an orange, why have I got orange toilet paper? And he was like, you know, the sort of peachy color. He's like, why is it peach? I don't need this. This doesn't fit in the buff. He's like, it's pink. It's pink. She's like, no, it's not. So that's what the whole concept was. We were like, okay, it fits into any bath. We're not going to get you know, we're not going to have a domestic between two people trying to sort their bathrooms out. Um, I guess for me, the biggest difference in the biggest difference sort of, sort of in the people, the consumers, the, the consu- yeah, the consumers. You guys use a lot of wet wipes. You use a lot of wet wipes, and they're very specific for very. We have one for everything. Things. Yeah, which is good for us. And it's great for us. So, you know, our product expansion line, great, but. You know, you use wet wipes for your face, for your dog, for your cat, for your this, for your that. And we weren't expecting that. We were like, okay, we think it's going to be similar to the UK. You have one wet wipe for all. That's what we were like, the one wet wipe to defeat all wet wipes kind of thing. And so that was sort of the biggest thing in a consumer perspective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have wet wipes for the plane. I have some for antibacterial. You know, you have some for my baby. I'll, I'll, and now we have wipes, of course, in our bathroom as well. Um, so we are going to replace you in our household <laughs> with, with any other wipes that we could possibly need. That's, 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 the, that's the brilliant thing about it, though. It's like American culture. It's so different, but not in the ways you would expect. Because as a, I don't know, like we thought we knew, like you see America on TV and people think, oh, I know what America's like. America's so different, but it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it's really interesting. So we were in Cleveland a few days ago and there was a yellow school bus and they don't have... Oh my gosh, yeah. They don't have yeah. a yellow school bus in the UK. This we was have, wild for us. We, so I actually, we, saw, we saw like a, like a... So I actually went up to the driver and I said to him, hey, can I go in? Can I, can, can I just go into the school bus? There's no kids in this bus, by the way. I was like, can I just go in? I was like... You know, it was parked. It was, it was parked. parked. And I was just like, excuse me, I've never, you know, I see it on TV, I see these buses. And I'm like, can I just go? And he's like, that's bold. He's like, can I just go and see the bus? Can I see the bus? And he's like, yeah, of course you can. Go inside. And I was like, wow. I'm sure we've been placed on a list somewhere now. Like, FBI is watching us. Like, what are those two oh doing? Well, I, where I live, there's an elementary school at the corner of my street. So you're always welcome to come to my house and sit on the front <laughs> steps to just watch all the buses go by all day if you need to. 
Um, so since our application just opened, thank you for coming in, supporting our launch today. We had a great event this morning. I would love to just hear your experience applying and what it was like going through the process and what it was like coming to Buffalo. Was that an easy decision for you? Was it a hard decision once you found out that you were selected? How many times did we apply? Uh, oh gosh. Yes. Tell us. <laughs> so we actually applied four times. This was our fourth attempt at getting in, but I don't know if all four of them count. Like one of them, the competition completely got cancelled because of a little virus that happened. I don't remember. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so the first time we applied was 2017, which was at that point we were still a concept in a lab somewhere. We we didn't even have prototypes. Then we applied in 2019, which is we had prototypes, but we didn't even have finished product. Uh, then we applied in 2020, got cancelled. This year was the first year we actually applied and we had a finished product on the market selling. And we're very fortunate at 43 North supported us, but um, it's been a long journey for us to get here. But I will say this, like even so for anybody who doesn't know 43 North, um, there's a semi-finals process and then a finals process. And then you get on, it's not because a lot of accelerators, you just apply, you do one interview and you find out if you got it or not. And a few steps. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this, even the semi-finals process makes you feel like a winner. You guys, um, they fly out all the semi-finalists out to Buffalo. Uh, put us in a, in a very nice hotel room. They get you to embrace the whole city of Buffalo. You go to different events, you try out different restaurants, and then you pitch for your semifinals. And it's like, even just getting selected for that felt like, oh, you're winning a little prize. Like, it's very, very different to how other accelerators do things because you guys want to, you also kind of want to test them during the semifinals to be like, how are you going to fit in in Buffalo? Because mm -hmm. you might come here in semifinals and be like, and for context, semifinals are in October when it's very cold here for anybody who hasn't been here. <laughs> So some, some people might come here from LA and be like, oh, this isn't for me. And that's, that's absolutely fine, but it's better they figured it out in semifinals rather than absolutely. later on down the line. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's an entire, you know, again, for people that don't know, it's an entire immersive experience for an entire week of mentorship. And, you know, we really try to make it so the founders, even if they are not selected, they still get a lot of value out of the entire week and, and out of coming. So it's actually really great to hear. Um, so you went through that and then um, pitched on, on the stage the next night and they had a birthday in between. No, had a birthday on the <laughs> day. day. Oh, the that's right. It was on. Yeah, it was right on the, the yes. final. So for my birthday, I was on right. stage in front of three thousand people, and I didn't mention it once. That I was. I didn't mention it during our pitch. I feel like I should have. Like, you should have. You should have. <laughs> yeah. So Bill Bill Maggio, the the host of the day, he came out. He's like, "Give me a little factoid. What should I say when I introduce you?" And we, I looked. I was like, "Do you want to say it's your birthday?" And she was like, "No." Don't say that. Oh, you should have said it was your birthday. Yeah. Everybody would have, they would have eaten that right up in the audience. They, um, they loved it. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you were selected. You found out that you were going to um, move your business to Buffalo. Was that an easy decision? Did you have to think about it? Your team's here we, in London. So it was a really crazy experience because we both sort of sat there and went, okay, well, this was always, always going to be the plan. We were always planning on moving out to America. It was just a case of where. We always knew it was going to be somewhere sort of on the East Coast, we're like, where are we going? Got to make sure it's right. And this was just, it was kismet. It was like, it was supposed to happen. We we were like, well, this is perfect for us. It's a perfect location because of how close it is to the raw materials that we need, how close it is to the workforce, how close it is to factories. So we were like, this is going to happen. But we were both, of, I mean, I was shook because you, I don't know if you got to meet my mum, Justine, but my mum was with me on the finals day. I do remember her being there. I don't yeah. know if I met her. She was... When she was sort of like, oh my gosh, you couldn't leave me. You're going away and I'm not going to see you again. I was like, mom, it's okay. I will see you. So leaving my family was probably the hardest part. That, yeah. That's the hardest part for me is not being able to see my niece. 
Oh, I might have like one now. That's just over one. I'm like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's it was hard, but we did it. And I was like, this is for our business. So this is my baby, you know? (laughs) Anytime you're moving to leave a place, like whether you're leaving a city or in our case, leaving a whole country, it's a difficult move. But that's the that's kind of been the bright part of it is from the very beginning, we always knew we would have to make this move. So when 43 North wanted to support us for it, we're just like, heck yeah. This couldn't be, I, I just want to say like, this is, we couldn't have had a better group of people to help us move. Like seriously, a, a better location, a better group, a better community than 43 North. We're not just blowing smoke. No, I was going to say, I'm not just blowing smoke here. It's really, is it, I really mean it. Everything from when we're trying to find our apartment mm-hmm. to where we were like, trying to know where to go to get food, where to eat, where to hang out, what's the cool places, what areas are good to go and live in. You guys have really helped us through everything. Our welcome packages as we walk through the door, the whole long list of different bars, cafes, restaurants that we could go to. The fact that all of the events that we're, that have been there has really driven home how much, how welcome we feel being here. I'm so glad. Well, you are certainly, certainly welcome. So other than launching, which is a huge success to launch your product in the U.S., what other successes or milestones have you um, had since joining 43 North? Because now you're about halfway into the year already, which is crazy. So one of the things we've done is we've hired. So that's like a really big milestone for us because finding talent is probably the hardest part of any startup. Number one, you don't have the money Mm -hmm. to pay people who are like super senior. Number two, it's really hard to weed out the people who may not be suitable for the role. Number three, it's just even, it's a lengthy process. As a founder, both of us, we don't have time. We don't always have time. We're doing a million different things at once, but we have managed to hire, which is good. We're still hiring. We're still looking for people. Shout out to ForgeBuffalo.com. Yes. ForgeBuffalo.com, <laughs> you can find swipe shops there. Um, but we have been hiring and we've just hired two more people, which is really nice. Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. How it's, fun. It's been a wild journey for us because if even before moving here, we had no idea how to go about hiring in America. It's like very different, everything from health insurance to laws to who is a contractor, who is an employee, all this sort of stuff. The that types of contracts. Con- types of contractors, like all this sort of stuff that we're just zero experience with. Because obviously like coming from a whole different country, we're used to a whole different system. So that's also one of the things that Forge have been amazing and kind of guiding us through as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So for people that don't know, we help with hiring too. <laughs> they do everything. They help with everything. 43 off just run the company. We just show up all day and just smile. <laughs> they do they do everything. They do it all. You know, if you need to know where to get your hair done, your nails done, or I can tell you who to who to go to. <laughs> so to segue into that, the next question. So what advice would you have for a founder that's even thinking about applying to 43 North? Do it. What have you got to lose? Do it. At this point, I always say to everyone, I was like, what do you have to lose? Do it, fill it out. And then if you get invited for an interview, um, that's when you that's when you say, okay, during this interview, we're going to see if you're a fit for us as well as us being a fit for you. One of the biggest mistakes I would see, especially with early stage, like seed stage, kind of angel seed stage uh, founders prior to series one, people don't aren't picky enough with who their investors are. Mm-hmm. And if you start taking on board investment without knowing who your investors are, you're kind of tying yourself in, you know, uh, taking on board investment is like a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And the baby that you have with that marriage is the startup. And if you're going to be married to someone, if you're going to have someone for life, if you're going to have an investor for the life of that company, make sure that the right people for you. And what are they bringing to the table besides just money? Mm-hmm. Like all of our earliest investors were people who had either connections in the right spaces for us with our R&D or 
support around how we uh, find product market fit or support around us, um, even giving us employees back in the UK. So we always take on board investment that's you know smart money. It comes with something else besides just the money. Because if you're just going to take on board dumb money, mm. just get a loan. Why do you need an investor? <laughs> and don't forget, they're there for you as well. So yeah. during the actual interview process, a lot of people are super nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, they get really nervous. I get nervous. I still get nervous eight, eight years later. But so many people get so nervous. I'm like, don't forget, they want to see you win as well. Like, you guys want to see us win. Absolutely. You know, even when we were we were pitching on video, mm-hmm. like at one point, we were on on Zoom in a different time zone, in a different continent, in a different location. And you guys, you can still feel the energy that, that you want them to do well. You want You want the applicants to do well. So don't be don't be too nervous. Remember, they also want to invest in you. You can choose to be picky. You can choose to to say no. You don't have to say yes at your first. Exactly. You don't have to say yes. You don't have to say yes. Yeah. Excellent. So for anybody who wants to get involved with Twipes, whether as an employee or as a consumer, where how can they do that? How can they find you? Where can they find you? So um, in order to get our product, you can go to www.twipes.com. And you can get direct to consumer, direct to your door. Just literally press the button, say which frequency you want. Do you want one pack, two packs or four packs? Uh, Four packs is normally recommended for a family or, you know, one person who needs a lot of wet wipes. I don't know. Um, And then it gets delivered to your door every month. And as for the jobs. If you go on www.twipes.com forward slash jobs, we need you. Do it. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. And just one last question too. So if anybody is just trying to make a move towards being more sustainable in their life, you know, of course, one step is using Twipes, or if they're an entrepreneur that's looking to start a sustainable business, do you have any advice for those people who are just looking to make some small steps to better the planet in their everyday life? My advice is always to don't, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. As I can't remember who quoted this, but it's, it takes Lots of people doing things imperfectly rather than one person doing it perfectly, you know, for us to actually make a difference. It, it could be anything. It could be like, oh, this week I'm going to walk to work instead of take my car mm-hmm. or I'm going to take the dog out for a longer journey instead of driving somewhere. I'm going to drive. I'm not going to drive to the gym. <laughs> you know, I'm going to change from eating meat every single day to having vegetarian or vegan food once a week. It's a really small change and it doesn't need to be so catastrophic or so dramatic for you to make such a big impact. I love that. Thank you. And where can everybody find you? Are you on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram? On Facebook, (laughs) you can search for Twipes. On Instagram and on Twitter, we're Twipes UK. But that is changing. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I learned a lot about you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. It's a pretty great conversation. (laughs) So thank you. And just again, a reminder, our application for 2023 is now open. And you can apply at 43north.org now through June 23rd. Thank you. Woo! Susie Dude Day!